The Baltimore Ravens officially will face the Houston Texans in the divisional round after the Pittsburgh Steelers lose the Buffalo Bills. In the wildcard round, we talk about the matchup, C.J. Stroud versus Lamar Jackson, all the storylines, and a lot more coming up next year on this instant reaction edition of Locked on Ravens. You are Locked on Ravens, your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Ravens, where your daily Baltimore Ravens podcast. And I'm your host, Kevin Ostriker of Ravens Wire, coming to you from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for being here, making Locked On Ravens your first listen each and every day, or as we are here in the nights. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms. That includes in video form on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts in audio form as well. Today's episode of Locked On Ravens is presented by LinkedIn. LinkedIn helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And this worked out well, I'd say, for the Ravens. And honestly, from a content perspective, too, is Baltimore officially is set to face off against the Houston Texans in the divisional round. Big news here, so figure it out. We'll go live for it. Kind of gauge the, the feeling of the fan base. Give my initial thoughts on it as well. I think it's a really good opportunity to do that. So if you're new to the show, if you're an everyday, or if you're somewhere in the middle there, thank you for tuning in and making me a part of your Monday night. doesn't really feel like Monday, to be honest, but here we are. Football, the Eagles and Buccaneers are currently kicking off at the time of this recording here. So be sure to subscribe here. Really appreciate all the support that we've gotten here on Locked on Ravens. We bring you five days a week of Ravens news, analysis, updates, plus more bonus content like these live shows where we can engage with the chat here. See in the chat, we already have David Garcia. He's saying, go Ravens, no problem on Saturday, Kevin O. And I appreciate you for tuning in, David. That's right. The Ravens will be playing Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time against the Houston Texans, and that'll be a really, really big one for the Ravens, as I think it's a pretty good matchup for them, I would say. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Obviously, there's always those stress and those feelings. I see Brandon in the chat saying he's a little stressed out. I feel you, Brandon. I feel you. And I see Zewers, who is Cam. He says it's Cam. He said they should play the end of the 2019 Titans loss. Then stepping on the logo of the film room next week, Mike McDonald should put Stroud in a blender. I want that man see and go. So I'm hoping that – I. I call it an experience. It's not really that as much anymore, but I guess considered all the rest of the quarterbacks still playing. It's a star-studded cast in the AFC remaining, right? It's uh, Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. That's a star-studded cast over there in the AFC. So we'll talk about the matchup, talk about some of the stats behind it as well. And again, of course, get your reactions and your comments in the chat as we do on, on the live shows. We did do an episode for today for Monday where we talked about both the Texans and the Steelers. So if you want to go check out that episode, it was really good. We also had Dalvin Cook's agent on there from Little T above all. They represent Zay Flowers, J.K. Dobbins. We got some insight on Dalvin, Zay, and J.K. in the final part of that episode. So if you want to check that out, be sure to do that as well. So Houston, let's, let's get into Houston here. We'll run through the very basic stats first from the regular season, and then we'll get into what Houston has looked like recently. Houston as a whole this year, 8th best passing offense, 29th best rushing offense. Defensively, 27th best passing defense, 2nd best rushing defense. Now, a couple things I want to point out about Houston, first of all, and especially when it relates back to the Ravens. 
Baltimore stats here and in, in week one, let's just get the week one thing off of off of our chests first. It's a different Texans team, right? CJ Stroud is better, the Texans, the inexperienced is that and the other, but it's also a different Ravens team, right? That offense was the first game under Todd Munkin, Lamar Jackson, and you know, Odell were trying to establish a connection. Same thing with Zay. It's it's a different Texans team and a different Ravens team, and I think for the better for both of them. But you look at the Ravens stats, fifth best passing offense, third best rushing offense. And for defense, first best passing defense and 25th best rushing offense. Now, I think that the stats don't tell the whole story with the Ravens rushing defense. But I also don't think on the other side, on the flip side of that, it tells the whole story with the Texans and their rushing offense. With the Ravens rushing defense, they've they've had a couple of really bad games. But I'd say some, some solid games for the most part this season. But those games that really stand out, I mean, there were some bad games in here, especially late in the year, right? Obviously, Week 17 and week 18, Baltimore gave up 154 and 155 yards on the ground in both of those games. So 300 rushing yards combined in both of those. They gave up 178 in week 10 to the Browns. That was a bad one. So I'm not saying the Ravens run defense has been so much better than the stats, but I do think it's a little skewed. But on the other side for the Texans, early in the season, they were giving the ball to Damian Pierce a lot, who I think it's towards the bottom of the league in terms of qualifiers and yards per attempt. Pierce, 2.9 yards per carry. They've handed their backfield to Devin Singletary, who has had a much better year than D- Damian Pierce. So I think, again, it's skewed on both sides there. But for Houston, there are a couple of things injury-wise. And for the Ravens, we'll talk about this as well. But for Baltimore, what they're going to have to look out for is Nico Collins. And I see we, we had a comment in the chat about Nico Eli here saying, are we concerned about Nico Collins? I mean, that's the Texans. That is their passing offense right now. Tank Dell is not walking through that door for the Texans. Great rookie season for him, but he's done with an injury. They just put Noah Brown on injured reserve too. So combined for those guys, Tank Dell and Noah Brown, you're losing 709 receiving yards from Tank Dell and 567 receiving yards. So about 1,200, almost 1,300 combined yards from those two. So that's something to look out for. Nico Collins is the guy you have to stop, right? Let someone else beat you. Let Dalton Schultz, John Mechie, whoever it is. If you let Nico Collins beat you, you're, it's almost like what we talked about in week 17 when Jalen Waddle was out for the Dolphins, but Tyreek Hill, that was the guy he had to stop. Let someone else beat you. Let someone else beat you other than Nico Collins. Now, Dalton Schultz has been great as a receiving tight end for them the entire season. I mean, they're going to have to rely a bit more now on Robert Woods and maybe Steven Sims, right? A couple other guys there. I, I saw some Texans fans saying they should bring in Jarvis Landry. I think it's, it might be too late in the late in the year for that one. But I do think that Baltimore's secondary matches up really well with Houston's pass catchers. I think Marlon Humphrey and Brandon Stevens, whoever they want to throw out there at him, they can stop Nico Collins. And then, and then I'm confident the rest of the way around, right? The other one between Marlon and Stevens can go on, I guess it'll be Mechie in the slot. You have Arthur Millette who can match up well tight end wise. You can throw Roquan Smith and Kyle Hamilton at Dalton Schultz. At this point, I think that Baltimore secondary does match up really, really well with what the Texans want to do on offense. And then their offensive line is interesting. Laramie Tunsil did get injured in that Cleveland game. He came back in though. Didn't seem like it was too much of an issue, but that Texans game in week one with the Ravens, we'll talk about it a little bit as well. It's going to be weird because the Ravens, they lost Linderbaum in that game and Stanley and Marcus Williams and Dobbins, but the Ravens still won. And it was a pretty, I don't, I don't know if you want to say it was a little closer than the box were indicated, but the Ravens won 
pretty handily in week one, 25 to nine. But again, CJ Stroud got sacked. Was it? I think it was five times. I'm pulling up the stats now on defense. Yeah, the Ravens had uh, yeah five sacks in this game. And it, CJ, he's not the CJ that he is now, but Lamar Jackson was not playing at the peak level that he is now. So it's it's kind of, you're, you're taking one thing and saying, yeah, the Texans are better than they are, or they were, but the Ravens also are better as well. Brandon's saying all these playoff teams got to play and they all played well. It's going to be an ex- exciting division around. Yeah, look, everything is earned, right? Nothing is given. You, you got to go out there and perform. And, you know, the Ravens, they were the best team in the NFL in the regular season. But, hey, you know what? Dallas had a great end of the regular season. Where's Dallas now? What happened to them, right? Green Bay just torches them. So anything can happen like we saw in 2019. No one expected Tennessee to come into M&T Bank and do what they did. And they did exactly that. Eli said, we need, we need our Ravens to carry the AFC North because the Browns and Steel losses were very disappointing. Yeah, two brutal losses for them. It was weird, though. I, the Steelers played the Bills tougher than the Browns did the Texans, right? Kind of crazy to think about that, where Joe Flacco turned into, I think, the Joe Flacco we all know and love turnover machine. And that was my thing. If you've been listening to me on Locked on Ravens for a while with Cleveland, it was, oh, well, nothing really scares me with Joe. It's more the defense. Well, the Texans made that Browns defense. Miles Garrett had barely any impact, and they were finding the seams, finding the hole. Stroud was electric, and Stroud can do a lot of really, really good things, throwing off his back foot really well, moving out of the pocket, IDing pressure. But this Ravens defense is so complicated to where a rookie quarterback like C.J. Stroud, this is where the Ravens feast and where they have feasted. Now, maybe it's different because Stroud has seen the Ravens defense and, you know, this, that, and the other. But I still think that I feel confident in that Ravens defense going up against anybody. And Stroud has experience now, but he's won one playoff game. It was a great start for him. I just, I think it's really good matchup overall for Baltimore. And I think it'll be really exciting. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be an exciting game. I think Houston is going to be one of these teams that's kind of growing over the next couple of seasons and and establishes themselves. But we have to remember, and I see some some things in the chat here. John saying a dome team coming north into some Arctic cold against great defense in the fan base. The Texans do play in a dome. They played that game against Cleveland in a dome. And I'm not saying Stroud can't go out in cold weather and these football players have never played in cold weather before, but it is going to be a different atmosphere at MT Bank. And I expect the Ravens fan base to be very loud in this one. At least I'm hoping, I really hope the Ravens fan base shows up for this one because Ravens are going to need it. And I'm really excited to see it. But coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about the Lamar Jackson, CJ Stroud matchup. I know they don't actually play each other on the field, right? But really exciting young quarterback matchup and a lot more. Stay tuned. Plenty to talk about on this instant reaction edition of Locked On Ravens. First, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And I've had a ton of positive experiences over on LinkedIn, whether it's finding jobs or looking for networks and connections. It's been really great. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of one of the billing professionals, which make it the best place to hire. Hiring is really easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. Plus, in 2024, maybe you want to achieve those goals. And the right team member might be able to help you do that. That's why small businesses are at LinkedIn Jobs. Number one, delivering quality hires for sitting competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time and resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive quick and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
We're back. Our second segment, Locked on Ravens, live coming to you on a Monday night. Kevin Ostreicher talking with you after the Steelers lose the Buffalo Bills, which means the Houston Texans are coming to town Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time at MNT Bank. This is what we've been waiting for, right? Playoffs go 3-0, and and you achieve your ultimate goal. Divisional round, AFC Championship, Super Bowl. It's all it's going to take, although it's going to be no easy task after what those Cleveland Browns looked like against the Texans, right? The Texans absolutely dismantled and absolutely demolished them. Looking at the box score of this game, again, not that it matters from the Ravens' perspective because obviously Cleveland and Houston and Baltimore and every team in the playoffs, right, they're all different. But C.J. Stroud goes 16-21 to for 274 and three touchdowns. Devin Singletary averages 5.1 yards per carry. And that Cleveland defense, it is no slouch. Now, I saw a question in the chat. Where is it here? It's about the offensive line. I'm trying to find it. Uh here we go. Uh, Kevin, your opinion, how's your faith in our offensive line versus their defensive line? Their defensive line is good. You look at the stat. Well, we'll do stats, then we'll actually do some of the eye test stuff. I want to I want to put both in the equation here. Baltimore's offensive line has looked a lot better from a consistency perspective. I think the tackle rotation has helped, and I'll be interested actually to see if they continue that in the playoffs. I mean, look, it's been working for them. If it ain't broke, don't fix it is kind of what the saying is, right? But Houston's offensive line has some dogs on it. Really, really good players. John Grenard has been the leader of that defense in terms, you know, of, of the sack equation. 12 and a half for John Grenard over the course of the season. But it's not just him. They have other people in this equation that, that going to make life hard on the Ravens offensive line. I am higher on Houston's offensive line, I think, than a lot of people. But Baltimore's offensive line, especially on the interior, it's the interior has been really good. Linderbaum and Zeitler has been great. Stanley and Moses have had their ups and downs, but they've looked a lot better recently. So when it comes to stopping Will Anderson, who looked great in that Cleveland game, he had seven sacks. They have a couple of interior big boys in there, Sheldon Rankins and Malik Collins, six and five sacks respectively. They also got to worry about Derek Barnett, who was a late signing for them off of waivers. He had two and a half sacks on the season. He had multiple sacks in that Cleveland game too. I'm, I'm confident in the Ravens offensive line. But this defensive line, it's not its not a slouch defensive line, right? I think it's actually a really, really good defensive line. So I'm interested to see how it goes, but that's going to be one of the key matchups we'll talk about throughout the week here for sure. I see Joe in the chat. What's up, Joe? Let's go, baby. KO bringing it. The refs cost the Steelers that game, though. The refs were weird. Remember that early Pat Fryermuth fumble? I, I don't get how that wasn't Bill's ball. Maybe I just missed it on the replay, but didn't really look like that ball touched Fryermuth or whatever it was. Joe Cool saying the Texan season started in Baltimore. It will end in Baltimore. Ooh, that's, uh, that's such a cold line. That's awesome. C.S. Stroud has more experience than week one. Key to win. Double team Nico and spy on C.J. Yeah, and just make C.J. uncomfortable, right? The, the whole thing of this is the reason the Ravens have been so successful against rookie quarterbacks, second string, or not second string, second year quarterbacks, third year quarterbacks, is because their defense is really complex and they'll just confuse quarterbacks. And I, I think Stroud is really smart. He's really good. And he can ID that stuff. But it's different when it's happening in a game. Bring Kyle Hamilton off the edge. Bring Arthur Millette off the edge, right? Shoot Patrick Queen right up the middle, right? Send pressure, make sure it gets there. But with this Ravens defensive line, one of the one of the saving graces of this defense has been they've been really, really good at not just having to blitz and generate pressure. They've been really good at just getting pressure with four, which is something. If you if you've been listening to me here on Locked On Ravens for years, I was begging us, please, please get pressure with four. And they've been doing it. They've been doing it really well. So it's going to be interesting to see how that whole thing plays out because the Texans' offensive line, again, Tunsil's been one of the best left tackles in the league this season. They do have some other players there as well. 
but Baltimore's offensive line, Matabike and Clowney and all those guys, right? Big Michael Pierce in the middle. Going to be trenches. Trenches is really, really big for me, and I want to see. Joe saying, I want the rematch with Buffalo. Buffalo or Kansas City is going to be really tough if Baltimore does make it past Houston. Don't want to, again, start talking like they've won because they have not. But Buffalo or Kansas City going to be tough. The Chef 87 checking in. What's going on, Kevin? Great hearing you on the Bruce Cunningham Show. I appreciate you tuning in. Bruce is awesome. We had him on here a couple weeks ago. We're going to try to get him back soon. He says he's looking forward to freezing his butt off this Saturday while rooting for the Ravens in Section 522. Love that energy. Whoever can get out there, get out there. Go join the Chef 87. It'll, it'll be a great game. Joe Cool saying the cold weather can impact CJ playing there. The Dome football team, not a cold weather team. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Texans playing at home. And you can get a little comfy in a dome, right? It's not like what we saw in Kansas City or what we saw in Buffalo. You can get a little comfy playing in a dome. Now, I'm not saying the dome is a be-all, end-all, and the Texans can't play in cold weather. But, but I would say it is definitely a factor. And, John, with the Saturday forecast, high of 21, low of 16, sunny. Yeah, a little, little better than – I don't know what the wind chill is going to be. I hope it's not negative 30 for all the fans and, honestly, the players. too. That's just dangerous stuff. But cold weather football, smash mouth football, I don't know if we're going to see any helmets shattering like we saw Patrick Mahomes on that hit from Deshaun Elliott on Saturday night. But, man, it's going to be cold weather football, and that's something I'm really great. Uh, Joe said, oh, Joe said he found his Red Bull gig using LinkedIn Jobs. So look at that. L little endorsement from Joe to go check out LinkedIn Jobs, our friends over there. Appreciate that. Joe saying is locked on paying for those flights to Vegas for the live shows. Hey, I'm not complaining if they do, Joe. I'm ready for it a thousand percent. Uh, let's see. Eli's saying, I have a feeling Stroud's going to get a ticked off Ravens. Either hungry, they're going to eat. And yeah, they're, they're rested. I mean, John Harbaugh talked to the media today, talked about how he's optimistic for a lot of these guys. And the optimism levels do vary, right? But the Ravens make a couple of roster moves as well, which we can talk about. The Ravens waived Laquan Treadwell and put Pepe Williams back on injured reserve. So freeing up. The Ravens have, I guess, four guys who you could put back on the roster at this point. And one of them, I don't, so I don't think Dalvin's going to, be on the roster. I think what they're going to do with Dalvin is just elevate him. He's on the practice squad. I expect him to have a role, but I expect them to just kind of elevate Dalvin. And again, you can go check out our conversation from earlier on Monday, put out our Monday show, Zach Hiller of LAA, Dalvin Cook's agent, the agency that Dalvin is, is with Zay Flowers, JK Dobbins too. He, it's, it's a little vague, but he says, Oh, you know, he knows what Dalvin's role is going to be, but we don't know it yet, but he says he's excited for it. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to have some sort of role. Really great conversation with Zach over there, but all about Dalvin's A and JK. But Dalvin, I think, is going to get elevated to the roster in terms of, yeah, he'll just get practice squad called up. I think Duvernay is going to come back on the roster, maybe our Darius Washington. But then what's the Andrews conversation, right? When does Mark Andrews, for those who missed it, we did a live show on it on Friday, Mark Andrews designated to return. He came back to practice and – we're going to see what the timeline is. I wouldn't expect him to play in the divisional round, but again, and anything can happen with that. And maybe he does, you know, walk out of the tunnel and it'd be, it'd be really, really imagine that. Imagine the return of Mark Andrews. And there have been some conversations about, Oh, well, they've been playing better without Mark and likely he's been awesome. I mean, let's face it. Let's face it. Mark Andrews is the best pass catching weapon. The Ravens have. He's one of the best, if not the best tight ends in this league. If he can go and help you, he can help you, right? That, that's what it is. But the conversation becomes, well, you don't want to rush him back because I think the Ravens can win the Super Bowl without him. But if he comes back, I think he's only helping. I, I think it'd be really, I don't know, maybe I'm on freezing cold takes for this, but I, I would be shocked if Mark Andrews hurts this offense as opposed to helping it. So we'll see. 
Uh, let's see, Joe saying that's what all, that's what all the Steelers fans are crying about on Twitter and TikTok. What what are they crying about? Did did I miss something? Or maybe the Ravens beat the Steel or the Steelers beat the Ravens twice. So I guess that was their that was their 2023 season, right? Kobe saying Texans are a young team overperforming, similar to the Packers. Make Stroud's life miserable from the jump this Saturday. Get out to a 10-0 lead. I agree. Get out to a 14-3 lead and make the Texans play from behind. Now, I'm not saying they can't, but it, it just gets in a young quarterback's head, I think. And I think C.J. Stroud is mature beyond his years. I think he's really good. I'm a big C.J. Stroud fan. I really like C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league for a really, really long time. But there's always a time and a place for these things. I think it's more so Baltimore's time than it is Houston's time. Not saying Houston can't win, but I don't know. It just, just feels like this is Baltimore's time right now. And we'll see. Joe, I see you put that same thing in there. Yeah, about the Texans starting the season in Baltimore, and hopefully it's going to end there. Yeah, ho hoping that 100%. Coming up, we're going to be talking about a little bit more with this, the Ravens playoff expectations as well. So be sure to stay tuned. we got a lot to get to on this live edition of Locked On Ravens. Don't go anywhere. A lot of excitement here. Ravens playing the Texans officially in the divisional round coming up on Saturday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern. First, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. In the NFL regular season, it's in the books. Playoffs are in full swing, but there's still time to get in on the action on FanDuel with America's number one sportsbook. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets when I lose. The app is super easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet, like live same game parlays. You can find best in the sports tab. You can make a parlay in the parlay hub, the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So maybe you want to put together a parlay for the Ravens and Texans game. Ravens-centric, maybe say flowers anytime touchdown Odell Beckham anytime touchdown as they likely so many options over on FanDuel visit FanDuel.com slash locked I'll make your first better lay at FanDuel official partner of the NFL and this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life but can we just talk for a minute about actually preparing for real life according to the FDA pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade it's pretty scary stuff I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if someone I cared about got sick while supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, they'll be okay because of Jace Medical. Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial infections and illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit JaceMedical.com, complete your physician encounter, or be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com, use code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. We're back, rounding out Locked On Ravens. Kevin Ostriker with you live on Monday night. The Ravens officially find out their division around opponent is the Houston Texans coming to town. Thanks so much for being here with me. I know the Eagles and Buccaneers are playing right now. If you're listening live here, you can comment in the chat. That's why I love doing these live streams. We can engage and, and figure out everything. But we also do five days a week of Ravens shows. So Monday through Friday, we did our Monday show for today. Tuesday show coming out tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time. We'll be talking about how this Texans matchup might be might be perfect for the Ravens. Rocket Sangro, Fox 45, who was with us on this, our bonus episode on Sunday. He'll be with us again for tomorrow, so be sure to stay tuned for that one. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Follow along as well, whether you want to listen in audio form or watch in video form. It is the same show, so either way you watch, any way you listen. We have you covered here with Ravens news analysis and updates. The communities we build, is, it's awesome. You know, video form, audio form, social media, subtext, all that's been really great. And in the chat, let, let's get some more of the comments here. I see Joseph Lewis saying Baltimore's too rested. You're going to come out slow. No corners. CJ Carver in the one defense. I see we got a Texans guy in here, Joseph. I want to appreciate you tuning in, but this is going to be a good game. The whole rest versus rust thing. I actually appreciate you bringing it up, Joseph. I was going to talk about it. 
is I think this is different. It's, it's a different team. I'm not saying that Russ still can't affect this team, but that 2019 team was really young. I just don't think they knew how to handle it. And that team was really good. It was historic, but I just think this is a different veteran led team. They're locked in. It, it just feels different, right? That That's at least to me what it was. So we'll figure it out. John's saying CJ was playing his first pro game. We routed him a little. He's much better now. 100%. Again, big CJ fan. Uh, I'm <laughs> My family is actually Ohio State fans. So I, I know very much about CJ and, and that whole thing. I watched him a lot at Ohio State. And he's showing that he's going to be really, really good. And he's really, really good now, right? What quarterbacks are you taking over CJ right now? Right now. I mean, Lamar, maybe Patrick Mahomes, maybe Josh Allen, right? But other than that, I think CJ is in that top five, top four conversation 100%. So, yeah, and I see Beepstar saying CJ played in the snow at Ohio State. So the Texans are a dome team. But, again, as, as I've said, these players have played in snow before. So I'm not – <laughs> I'm not saying, oh, just because the Texans play in a dome, they're going to lose the game, right? So we'll, we'll kind of see what it happens. But I'm excited for it. I see Joe saying Rocco. Joe's excited for tomorrow. Rocco is going to be joining us, and I'm excited for it. Christopher saying we, we have CJ, or we handed CJ his first loss of the season. Now we'll send him home. Hopefully, I'm hopeful Baltimore can kind of take this and get out to an early lead, figure out how they can dice up this Texans defense. And part of it is I think te the Texans and their defense – in their secondary, they have Derek Stingley. He's he's great, really good player. But then it's like Tavier Thomas, Shaquille Griffin, right? They, they have some good players. Jalen Petrie in the secondary is kind of that do-it-all guy for them. They have players, but I think you can kind of exploit that a little bit, depending on does Derek Stingley follow Odell? Does he match up against Zay? I'm going to be interested to see how they match up with those guys there. Joe saying, uh, Ravens learn from the Orioles. They're going to be better. I, I sure hope so. I cannot... I don't think the city of Baltimore can handle two straight number one seed losses in their first game slash series the way that the Orioles did. Uh, let's see. Eric saying, hey, go Ravens. I'm originally from West Baltimore. I'm living, now living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Eric representing the flock in Pittsburgh. Well, I'm sure the people around you, Eric, they're not too happy after that game. But uh, you know what? If you're a Ravens fan, that's not impacting you too much. John saying the Ravens have better coaches now than in 2019. I think so, too. I think they're better equipped with McDonald and Munkin than they were with Roman and Martindale. So I'm going to be huge to have that coaching, hopefully advantage there. Uh, Kobe saying the difference between 2019 and 2023 is our defense. Well, the run defense in 19 was better. We're more multiple this year. And that's right. I think the inside outside versatility of guys, young players stepping up like Tavius Robinson and the physicality. I just think the Ravens are much more physical this year than they've been in a really, really long time. I'm not saying this is the most physical defense they've ever had, but I think it's the most physical defense they've, they've had in a while. I mean, Jadavian Clowney comes in and he's he's put that physicality in there. Hamilton, super physical. Marlon Humphrey, obviously we know about Roquan and Patrick Queen, right? The whole defense just plays really, really, really physical. And that to me is really important. So let's see. Joe saying Harbaugh ended CJ's hopes for a natty and a Harbaugh is going to end his Super Bowl run. Man, that, that'd be cool to CJ. <laughs> CJ might not like the Harbaugh family after that one. Unapologetic saying, if you think Houston will carve the Ravens, imagine what the Ravens offense would do to the Texans defense. Texans defense, I'm I'm higher personally on the Texans defense, but I still think that Baltimore's offense, again, it's much different than we saw in week one, much like Houston's much, much different than we saw. But I'm going to be interested because Houston's defense, there are some holes in it. Nick Harris has played well. Denzel Perryman, right? They have linebackers too. But I, I try to attack the second level. Isaiah Likely gets Zay Flowers open on the intermediates, the comebackers, and then 
you can kind of force things deep if you already have the run game, get a play-action game going, right? Start to run the ball down the Texans throat with Dalvin and, and Gus and Justice, right? I think that, to me, play complementary offense to your defense, but play complementary offense off the offense, right? Get the run game going. Then the defense has to come up. They'll start biting on those run fakes, and you can get a couple of deep shots. That, to me, is going to be really important. Uh, Cam saying the X factor is Gus Edwards. He's looked really banged up the past two to three weeks. I agree. I think that Gus is an X factor and I agree that I think he's kind of slowed down over the course of the past, I don't know, month, month and a half. So that's going to be really interesting to look at. Uh, Joe saying 2000 defense versus 2023, who you're taking two. I mean, it has to 2000. I think 2023 is the second best. I mean, depending on what you think about 2006, second or third best defense, but I think that 2000 Ravens defense, I mean, it whole nother level, but you have to say there's something about how defense is played nowadays compared to back in 2000 where I think that, and Cam makes a point here about the 2023 defense, it's more skilled and versatile. That's a point, but the way you play defense nowadays, you're, it's so much different, you know, back in 2000, you could hit people. You can't hit people anymore. You know, it's kind of like Baltimore has to deal and it's the, the whole NFL has to deal with. It's not just the Ravens, but the way you play defense nowadays, you can't hit people high. You can't hit people low, right? It's, it's all this crazy stuff. So 2000, you could go or Tony Saragusa falling on Rich Gannon and Ray Lou, all those guys, right? Those hits would not happen. And so you'd be penalized. Teams would be scoring on you. So that 2000 defense was so – I'd personally still probably take 2000 over 2023. And then it's very close between 2023 and 2006, which one is two and three. Uh, Cam says, do I think Dalvin plays? I do. I think he plays and has a role. Uh, Sheila's saying Ravens will be fine this weekend playing. The Texans going to be a close game. I agree. And whenever I say it's going to be a close game, like if, if, if you listen to my show here – Whenever I say it's going to be a close game, hard fought, the Ravens always blow somebody out. So I'm going to say it's close, and I'm going to hope they blow people out. But I do genuinely think genuinely think it's going to be close here. Uh, Beepstar saying he has to play Brown out for the year, hurting at wide receiver. Yeah, well, the, the Texans, yeah, with Tank Dell and Noah Brown, they're both done. So that would be it. But I will say that, yes, CJ rookie has yet to hit the rookie wall. So I agree with that. CJ's really good. Unapologetic saying to think you're going to walk into Baltimore with a rookie quarterback against a team that feasts on rookies and beat them is foolery. I respect every NFL team, but Baltimore will turn Houston into noodles. Ravens will pressure Stroud. They're noted for punishing rookies in the Kittle field of heat. It is. It's true. You go back however far you want to go. Rookie quarterback, second year guys, third year guys. Now, CJ has seen Houston or seen the Ravens before, but it doesn't. Sometimes it just takes a little time to adjust. And CJ's adjusted really well to the NFL. I think he's adjusted maybe a lot quicker than some, some people anticipated. But this Ravens defense is so veteran. CJ's going to hit a couple plays. CJ's going to make some nice plays. He's going to make things happen. And I think because of that, it'll be a closer game. But as Cam says, the Ravens have an all-pro at every position on the defense, which, yeah, crazy to think about. And every single level, it's, it's going to be – a fight for that Houston offense, but there's still talent there. I'm a big Nico Collins fan. I think Devin Singletary has been really cool to see him revive his career there. The Houston offensive line, Dalton Schultz has been awesome for him. It's all headlined by CJ, and they do have players on that defense. Ben saying that Texans haven't played a top five offense defense since week two of the season. Guess who they played, and guess how that game went. Yeah, uh, I think for Houston, and um, I'll pull up their schedule really quickly here because I actually don't know who they played in week two. Uh, it was, they played the Colts in week two. They lost 31 to 20, but week one, 25 to nine, but the other teams that they've played and beat the Houston wins this season, Jaguars, Steelers, Saints, Buccaneers, Bengals, Cardinals, Broncos, Titans, Titans, Colts. And then obviously the Browns in the playoffs. So 
again, there's not really an, I guess the, the Buccaneers win is kind of impressive. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Other than that, there's not, there's one playoff team on this year and it was the Buccaneers. So I didn't know that actually. Thank you for bringing that up. Good point. They've beaten one, one playoff team this season. They've lost to the Ravens, Colts, Falcons, Panthers, Jaguars, Jets, and Browns. So this was the easy schedule. Jeez, I, I didn't know that. So we're going to be interesting to see how it goes. And Cam saying that he'd love to see Lamar give a hype speech out to the team. Yeah, maybe he's the guy in the middle of that huddle. I'd be really – that, you know, that I think would be kind of the encompassing, everything coming full circle. Lamar's leadership, it's been Roquan, it's been Patrick Queen. But the whole thing, uh, I'm really excited to – as well, I, I missed the Steelers. I apologize, Beepster. I, I missed I missed Pittsburgh. So two playoff teams on here. Two playoff teams, not one. I don't don't want to miss out on any credit. So going to be a good game. I think it's a good matchup for the Ravens. Houston, though, do they have players? And I'm going to be excited to see the game overall. But that's all I have for you today on this live edition of Locked On Ravens. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe in audio form and subscribe in video form. The whole nine yards. Like the video on YouTube. It really helps out a ton. Should have checked out our episode from today, our bonus episode on Sunday. And we're right back here tomorrow talking with Rocco DeSangro about the Ravens in this matchup for Houston a little bit more. So be sure to stay tuned for that. I'll see you right back here tomorrow on Lockdown Ravens.